just a bunch of witty bitches. Hey, you have a quip. You have a quip. We'll It's just cadals. Pero pepo. Was that? Yes. I'm not going to say much more than I know you're taking into consideration, Hunter, what you and I were talking about in the car, and I'm already liking it. (laughs) What's going on? That, of course, was Hunter Pillow Talk Dorset. Mm. And we've got Max Muffin Crumb Scott. (laughs) Dude. That sounds like. Is it because of my car seat this weekend? Oh, (laughs) Muffin Crumb. Dude. Yeah, man. That sounds Muffin like crumbs a, are the fucking worst. That sounds like simultaneously good and bad. Yeah, that's we'll the just, beauty of it. <laughs> I just love to say it. Lives. Yeah, it's got a nice to say. ring. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll think Muffin Crumb would be an awesome copyright band that name. Real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is episode number 87 of Woody Banter. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams, of course. Now, last episode, we talked about the NASA special that we are going to be recording. It's done. It's on the books. It's in the bag. It's in the, it's in the bag. We're going to be releasing that sometime, uh, probably towards the end of this month. All of you guys who sent in all of your questions, your space-related questions, thank you so much. You made the episode great. We had an awesome time, and we're really looking forward to sharing what we recorded with you guys. There were so many fucking questions. It was great. It was like the first time that we've been overloaded and be like dumbfounded by yeah, the amount people of people are obviously, yeah, was were more interested in Max than they were in our usual <laughs> yeah. show. Like, oh shit. Something interesting? Yeah, oh, no, I will absolutely yeah. to this show. Let's talk to him. Yeah, let's talk to that guy for sure. So, <laughs> gotta have but him we're back, back here to be boring and normal for you guys, and we've got a beer to review. <laughs> so Hunter, what are uh what's the what's the drink today? So the drink. The drankonia. Is uh, by North Coast Brewing Company. Oh, reaching into the, the North Coast. To the old bag. Yeah, we've done a few of them, you know. But this is for all the listeners out there that will be listening to this beer. Actually, I'm not going to say it. Basically, this this beer is supposed to be on the NASA episode. But mm-hmm. we ended up bringing it to this one. Yeah. Which, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is somebody's fault, but we're not going to say who. Not going to mention who knows why. Um, Nobody. Some handsome we'll man. So this is mistakes. called... The Prankster Belgian Ale, or it's a Belgian-style golden ale, and um, again by Pranks- North Coast, and it is 7.6 alcohol by volume. There we go. It is 20 IBUs, and on their website, the descriptor reads, Prankster uses a mixed culture of antique yeast strains that produce a floral nose, a full fruity flavor, and a clean finish. So... I guess, uh, you know, we've had our fair share of Belgians, and I know Max in particular likes his Belgians. That's why I chose this beer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Belgians. I love the nose on Belgians. They're great for my huge schnoz to just soak in. Do you still Uh, have horrible snoring problems, Max? Oh, yeah. That's funny. I was just talking to Andrew about that uh, last night. But, yeah, no, they're they're there. They're really bad. (laughs) Um, Anyway... Uh, yeah, no, I love the sweetness of them. I love how crispy they all always taste. Um, I just I love Belgian beers. They're my favorite types of beers. So on the front, there's like this whole imagery of just a bunch of people who are super fat and drunk <laughs> and, and happy. Uh, just just having a fucking blast. That looks uh, awesome. And it's in black and white. So, you know, it's got some cool, cool imagery on the front of the bottle. 
And seven point six, you know, it's that's a nice middle ground. It's to nothing anymore. to sneeze at. Yeah. Nothing to sneeze at, but you're not gonna be like whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You know, you're gonna take it on head yeah. first. So. He's not a bitch, but he's not an <laughs> asshole either. So yeah. that's cool. So I've taken a sip of it. Um, it does have like a fruity, yeah, floral characteristic. Exactly. It's exactly mm-hmm. as described. It's kind of just like I was talking about a second ago. Um, it's almost like I'm an expert. Yeah. <laughs> at Belgian style. <laughs> this is the only thing I know how to talk about. Um, no, it's got that super nice crispness from when you sip it. It's almost it's such a nice like summery outside beer. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, super carbonated. Um, it's got so much fruit flavor. In the taste, a little bit of like apricot sort of flavors in there, sweet orchard uh, fruits, uh, a little bit of yeast in there, not nearly as much as like the sweeter flavors that are going to stand out. Um, like you were saying before, the nose, very florally, very, uh, you know, like a garden. Neither of us got a huge head on the pour. No. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's like an orangish gold color, a soft gold, mm-hmm. and it's not. Um, it's not filtered, but that that being said, there's not a bunch of sediment floating around in it and stuff. It's a, it's a clean looking beer, um, but yeah, I just get a lot of fruitiness, uh, a lot of the banana y, the stuff that you can come to expect in your Belgian ales, and it is very crisp and very clean. I like the amount of alcohol body yeah. in it, and uh, it's really smooth, man. I like this one on the on the on the first first dance. I hope it keeps up because usually when I like a beer like right off the bat. As it, it like opens off. up, you're kind of like, it's <laughs> almost like, hey, man, here's a piece of chocolate. And you're like, that was a good piece of chocolate. And then they're just like, hey, here's some more chocolate. No, and here's you keep feeding more you and chocolate. you're like, dude, I, uh, <laughs> so hopefully that doesn't happen. We'll see how it lasts over time. But I'm liking it right now. Cool, cool. For sure. Uh, how you guys doing, man? I'm, I'm tired. I want to get a check-in on what's happened in the, in the Hunter and Max world over there on the other side of the screen. Yeah? Yeah. yeah you no. first, Max. Uh, I'm like finally on my, like, like my normal schedule is that I go to school in the mornings, right? Right. And then I work at night and then I just, you know, it's hard to get like a day off for myself, blah, 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 all that kind of whiny stuff. Right. But this is week is finals week, but I don't have any finals on this week. Wow. So I'm living like the first little bit of like break right cool. now. You know, I'm waking up in the mornings and thinking like, Hey man, what should I, what should I do? And then I play street fighter and just get like fucking bopped for two hours. and like <laughs> fucking rage. Dude, it's I have been fucking getting worked. Really, it's legitimate how quickly Street Fighter can ruin like four hours of my time. It, and not that like I had four hours of bad time, but like the, the four hours was size yeah. rage bomb that it puts in my head, <laughs> and then dude. it just blows up, you know, for a while. It's awful. <laughs> it can, yeah, dude. Like for real, and not only that, but it, like. It takes up so much time, you know, to get in a solid amount of matches, you know, it's right. that's like a two hour investment. Right? You can't just in and out. And when you just end on that salty note, you're just like, what the fuck am I doing? It's like going to bed angry. You and can't you, do it. Yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then you just keep losing more because you're so fucking on tilt from the last ones. I've been getting fucking rocked. I'm back down to super gold right now. Not super gold. Now. I am so upset about it. Falling uh, from grace, man. Hopefully, once <laughs> once this final is done, after this weekend, I take my last final on Monday. I'm gonna like literally sit down and try to learn some stuff. I'm also I super excited about all the season two changes that are coming later and all stuff. So. Okay, yeah, yeah really yeah. get your your wheels working for the next season. For the next for the next go, I'm kind of preparing the myself. Hoorah, for that. if yeah. you will. Also, like school and like my family's great and stuff. So cool. Well, it's good to hear you get a little reprieve. Yeah. Um. 
I am on a similar similar area because we just finished our client that I'm auditing just filed their annual financial statement today. So we are officially like after having worked that two months or whatever, you kind of just get like a week off. So hell yeah, man. We're 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 not doing nothing, but we're not doing really anything. So yeah, no, I know I know what that's like for sure. Uh, <laughs> but today I uh, I actually finished out basically the rest of my requirements for getting a CPA license. So Dude, congratulations, man. Yeah, nice. It's, 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 that's going to be coming up soon. But You've done uh, your apprenticeship. You're on you're on the big leagues now, huh? Oh yeah, I'm about to be a full on licensure a, motherfucker. A big That's, time yeah. motherfucker, <laughs> you know, coming uh, through. When I'm I sure they would shit, appreciate that description yeah. <laughs> of the title. Next week it got revoked. Uh, Why are you tired, dude? Yeah. I don't know, man. I've been in this weird mood where I'm getting bored with what I've been doing recently. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll come home and sit down and like either turn the PlayStation on or I just finished uh, the book I was reading, so I don't have like anything to read right now, and I don't really want to play games, and so then I just sit there and I just have like I have energy, but I have nothing to spend it on. You know what I mean? Hmm. So I'm trying to find the next transition. Is yeah, it, yeah, you're trying you to will. find that next. You got thing. an idle mind right now? I think so. I got the anxious thumbs. What are y'all working on in your company right now? I mean, I know y'all been doing customer support and stuff since the launch, but is it still just that or? No, we're basically just putting more content into the game right now. Cool. We're like we're like uh, strengthening the code base, and then in parallel, we're just adding more stuff for the players to play with. Essentially, yeah. Cool. Well, y'all are y'all are pleased with how it's been received, or? Yeah, I mean, I think it could have gone. We everyone would have liked it to have gone smoother, but people play it. You know, yeah. it's a good foundation. Good. That's awesome, man. Any what? major project, you always wish it could go a little smoother. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure. exactly. Um, but yeah, man, I've got four vacation days coming my way before Christmas, and on Black Friday, I just bought all the video games that I want to play before the year is out, <laughs> and I'm just getting all those downloaded to my machine, and I'm going to go home to the Woodlands in my parents' house and just veg the fuck out <laughs> like I did in high school. You know what I mean? Yeah, there we just go. Don't get up, but for salami and cheeses. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> if they're not just brought up to you, honestly. You've never played games at the Williams household. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and bop on over to the news. This is Witty Banter. All right, man. I don't know which one I want to go with first here. We got got so so much news. Remember, you want a strong center. (laughs) You want to start strong. Wait, no, you want a weak center. How does that work? How does like a, a show work? What? You want to <laughs> start strong. We want it strong like, throughout, Max. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then even stronger. You don't shoot for weak shit. And just like, you know, glide for the rest of the show. <laughs> okay. Uh, PCGamer.com. The headline reads, No Man's Sky did not use misleading promotional material, rules, advertising standards, authority. Hmm. So we touched on this story a little while ago. That this investigation was going on, and the verdict is the verdict is in. It reads, in September, the UK's Advertising Standards Authority, or the ASA, launched an investigation into No Man's Sky following several formal complaints pertaining to the game's allegedly misleading promotional material featured on Steam. The independent regulator has now dismissed the claims and has stated, "quote No further action is required." End quote. 
<laughs> as a non-statutory body, the ASA, whose role is to regulate the content of advertisement, sales promotions, and direct marketing in the UK, complaints made about ads, sales promotion, or direct, or direct marketing, can't interpret or enforce legislation. However, okay, that's not important. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the quote. It says, the ad contained several screenshots and two different video trailers for the game, as well as a text description. We understood that as No Man's Sky was a procedurally generated game, player experiences would ha- would vary according to what material was grant generated in their playthrough. The summary description of the game made clear that it was procedurally generated, that the game universe was essentially infinite, and that the core premise was exploration. As such, we considered consider consumers would understand the images and videos to be representative of the type of content they would encounter during gameplay, but would not generally expect to see those specific creatures, landscapes, Battles and structures. My biggest takeaway when reading this is I just thought it was really cool that an ad agency was using terms like procedurally generated, gameplay, blah, blah, blah. Like it really un- it really understood what it was analyzing here. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it understands like video games and what that really means in the environment. Um, I'm still just like flabbergasted that it got this far like who exactly brought this to court in said case like the disgruntled players who was it (laughs) like was it just a civil service man just going up there like i'm gonna stick it to fucking no man's guy like why did they have to go through all this well i mean there was a huge backlash on no man's sky following its launch um a lot of Overpromising and honestly misdirection by uh, Sean Murray, who was the game's team lead and also kind of core PR person. So with that came a lot of anger um, from people on the Internet, especially those uh, on Steam. And I think if you go and look at it now, it's like 76 percent of the reviews and most recent reviews on Steam are largely negative. So the game really got a pretty big backlash for... Uh, everything that I just said. And so then you had, I guess, some of those people in those communities lodge formal complaints. And that's sort of how this thing got all kicked off. Interesting. I'm still, I mean, you know, I, I definitely agree. I've seen some of the quotes from Sean Murray and they are just not accurate to the game. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them, the ones that I read at least, weren't like, hey, the game's out. You can do this. It's they like were we're aiming, yeah, kind of? we're aiming for this or we want to be able to do that. Or like when the game comes out, we want to try to do this. Or like, he might not have even said, like, we want to try, but it was still stuff that was, like, in, like, they were still figuring it out, you know? That was that was what I was expecting, but then I remember it in our episode being like, nah. I mean, the evidence that was shown in the, in the counter about him saying, like, you should be able to do this, and this thing's going to happen. Mm. Like, I remember being semi-convinced that, like, yeah, this guy's kind of just bullshitting some people. I think he was, um, to a degree. But, but at the, again, it's like... Dude, I think a lot of that is just speculation for what he wants and not what he's like cement uh, promising people, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think I think it's fairly ridiculous that they had to go through this extent, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree, man. It's I like, see, how, like, like, wh- what? When is it? I guess I'm wondering if there's gonna be another instance of this, you know, where people are just didn't get what they want, so they're gonna file a huge complaint. Like, come on. See, I think uh, that the heart of this was at trying to keep Sean Murray accountable for the things he said 
and the things that like we went over in the previous episode about this where we pointed out some of the misleading statements he made. Right. I think the people lodging this complaint were more so trying to get retribution for those things, but they could only really formally complain about what was advertised on Steam and this uh, advertising standards authority only had that to go off of and, and when and when going off of that it was like well when you yeah. look at the images and the videos it, it's not misleading you know yeah but i mean regardless uh in a way their voice is heard you know i mean i'm sure that this guy knows for sure now to watch what he says and not yeah. not be telling people that he's going to be delivering something that he can't actually deliver on and hopefully that keeps uh you know his future endeavors more more focused they they went radio silent for three months after the launch of the game. Nothing on Twitter, no official press releases, just nothing. Wow. And that's <laughs> not a good look. Yeah. And it wasn't until, I think, uh, last week or a week ago where they just released a really big patch and a feature update and finally kind of broke their silence. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I would not want to be in their shoes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that really sucks because that game was supposed to be so like door opening to video games afterwards, you know, yeah, being a game that big on that scale, which I think I mean, there's still a lot of amazing things that it did. I just think that people, I don't know, I guess they just wanted so much more and it sucks that they gave a lot, but it just wasn't to the standards that, you know, they had kind of hyped up. So bummer. Yep. Okay. Uh. This next news article comes from Eurogamer.net. Usually when I do uh, articles about the video game industry, I try to keep the general normal. There's usually a general conversation going on on a day-to-day basis within like uh, enthusiastic uh, press and things like that. And I try to not venture into those realms because I don't think that we can add anything that hasn't already been said, you know. But in this case, I think it's pretty exciting, and we were just talking about the Nintendo Switch, So, and this is kind of a follow-up. So from Eurogamer.net, it says, this is the headline, Sources say the Nintendo Switch will have GameCube virtual console support. And it reads, Nintendo Switch will be able to play GameCube games via its virtual console service. Three separate sources have confirmed to Eurogamer. GameCube support is already tested and working, we understand, and three Nintendo games have already been prepped for Switch. Those games are Super Mario Sunshine, Luigi's Mansion, and Super Smash Bros. Melee. We, Wii U, and 3DS have all offered a virtual console service for downloading games released on earlier Nintendo hardware, and Switch will be no different. And while the number of platforms to be offered on Switch's virtual console has yet to be nailed down, we've heard that there should be an upgrade program similar to that available on Wii U where earlier purchases of virtual console NES games can be upgraded for a small fee rather than being bought again at full price. Uh, there's more to the story, but the, the main meat of it is that it's going to have GameCube emulation in its virtual console. Wow, so like its own backwards compatibility kind of, huh? Yeah. Now, Very cool. It's not backwards compatibility in the sense that if you have these games already, you can somehow play them. You right. will have to purchase them again. But yes, in in the grand scheme of things, it will have that. I think and, for that. Oh, sorry. What were you no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that it's mostly a big deal, not because like, oh, the new system came out and you're able to play old games from the same you know producer, right? But it's the fact that this whole system shtick is that like you can take it on the go. So now it's pretty much saying like, hey, all these fucking awesome like home console games that you played back in the day, we're pretty much giving to you in a mobile form, which is fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, what excites me the most about this is the fact that I will be able to now like buy this Nintendo machine and buy all of these old games that I once did own, but now I can just have them all in one place and on one console. You know, I won't have to hook up my Nintendo 64 and play my N64 games. I won't have to hook up my Wii to play my GameCube games. I can just have all of these. And I'm super stoked because, like with Darian, I, I'll buy games for her that I know that she'll like, and this is going to give us access to just a ton of awesome video games that she'll be able to play now. And I I just I think it's a huge win, man. So, yeah. It was just for for GameCube. Like, what about even older? Like you're saying, because well, you're saying you're not gonna have to bring out your N64. So on the Virtual Console now, if you play like Wii and Wii U, there's N64 games on there. There's okay. SNES games on there. There's NES games on there. I don't know if there's like Game Boy and like DS games, but that would also be cool. So I'm assuming that they'll have the NES, SNES, N64 stuff yeah. there as well. And you're basically just look, and that's not formally announced. And granted, we're waiting until January to get more of the details, but hopefully that'll be there. And this will just be the like this m- machine that um, is going to give you access to Nintendo's insane, insanely big library. You know, awesome. Dude. So a couple things for me. So I'm not really familiar with this terminology, virtual console. What is that about? So essentially, think about it as a as a um, as a service that is a storefront. And if you have a Nintendo console like a Wii U or a Wii, you'll go to the virtual console and you can buy old games that came out for the NES or the SNES or the N64. And the machine will emulate that hardware so that you can play them on whatever machine you're currently using. Hmm. Okay. That's cool. It's just like a marketplace where you can buy old games. Like a Steamish kind of thing, I guess. Like a a garage sale Steam or something. Yeah. Um, But the other thing, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think like this, this has awesome potential specifically for Nintendo because of, you know, something that we've always harked on in regards to Nintendo is just that it's so, such solid gameplay. You know, it's never really been about the graphics or the fidelity or anything like that. It's just solid game gameplay and it's fun. So the fact that you're going to be able to play solid gameplay regardless of when it was made you know, like you'll be able to reach back into the pocket of the, you know stuff that you grew up with. That and it, like I think this is gonna play this this console is supposed to like play to your nostalgic senses in a lot of sense. So I mean, I think that that's a, it is a huge win for them for sure. The last little wrinkle I want to throw in there real quick is if they do bring Super Smash Brothers Melee to the virtual console via the Switch, I wonder if then it will be. Um, output to an HD resolution like 720p and if they do do that I wonder if that will change how Super Smash uh, how like how melee tournaments are ran because right now everywhere when you go like at Evo and all the major tournaments when you play um, melee you play on CRTVs you play yeah. on standard definition televisions and I just want and, and honestly I think there's a really cool aspect um, about I, I like that. I liked going to that that Street Fighter tournament I went to and seeing this whole section of old school tube TVs. Yeah. And everyone's fucking playing melee on it. <laughs> I just wonder if that's going to change anything, you know? Yeah, I, I honestly have no idea, but I can only like assume so. Like when you transfer something over into a different definition like that, you generally have to like or things just end up getting tweaked that are so precise that maybe like casual to even experienced gamers might not know but you know on a pro setting that shit might be game changing but i don't honestly have any idea the extensive nature of smash 
or Smash tournaments. So. I sh- I probably should have guessed it, but I didn't realize that people were still like competing in Super Smash tournaments. Which like, dude, it's, it's super competitive. One. Like it's people get intense. One. So it draws some of the biggest crowds at fighting game tournaments. Yeah. Well, you wonder is that just by like, do what they deem should and should not be competed on? Is that just pure demand? Like what people are like, we want to compete in this thing. Like because otherwise, it's like, what else could they you know bring back or keep keep playing and competing against? I don't know. But. I don't know. That's pretty cool. Smash yeah, is a I mean, giant honestly, community. one thing that I love about I don't watch Smash tournaments, but they do have doubles tournaments like <laughs> tennis because you can do teams of two. And I was watching a few highlights from doubles play. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> it is awesome. Like just one teammate like taking a guy, throwing him up to the left, and having the second teammate in the perfect position to just like spike him down into the into the pit. <laughs> it's it's cool stuff. I can see that. Okay. Uh, this next one comes from Crunchyroll.com, and yes. the title is Funimation announces Dragon Ball Super English Dubcast. Uh, we talked about how this this was coming. Uh, Dragon Ball Super was getting English an English voice cast, and we wanted to know if it were going to have the classics. And indeed, we will. Goku will be voiced by Sean Schimmel. Vegeta is Christopher Sabat. Um, they don't really list. There's some people in the list that is. I think different than some of the classics. Like I think like seasons two and three had different Gohans than seasons like six and seven and that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I just know that most of the voice cast is the same from the most recent movies. So if you've seen the most recent movies, they're basically taking that voice cast and moving it over. And most of them are largely the same holdovers from the, the classic voices that we know. Yeah. I've never had any, like issue with the new voice actors as compared to the old school ones. The only ones I ever really didn't like is that they ended up changing um uh Kid Gohan's voice, which was the same as Kid Goku's voice. And hmm. the what's what's the what's the cut called where like they went through and like redid the whole show oh, but they made it shorter. Not sure. Dragon Ball Z Kai. Kai, yeah, yeah, Dragon Ball Z Kai. When they redid Kai, they went through and like tweaked a lot of some, like just a few voices, and that was one voice that I just like couldn't get behind. But that character is uh, grown up now, so Hmm. no issues here. Would it blow y'all's mind if they just brought Ocean Dove Vegeta fucking out of the woodworks? It would suck because he's a good guy now, you know. Yeah, could 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 Ocean Dove Vegeta only work as a bad guy? Yeah, Ocean Dove Vegeta only works in the first three seasons. That's what I say. Because, uh, well, in that sense, then, you could say that Ocean Dove Vegeta is villain Vegeta. And then I absolutely Christopher Sabat Vegeta is hero Vegeta. I 100%. Anti-hero Vegeta is Christopher Sabat. Um, and then, yeah, villain <laughs> Vegeta is... Villain Vegeta is Ocean Dove. Who, what's the fucking name of the guy that does Ocean Dove Vegeta? I have no idea. But it's I, I'm glad that uh, Sean Schimmel... I mean, what if, what if Sean Schimmel wasn't there? Well, that would never happen. What that else? Guy, he's like, guy, oh, my throat's gone, dude. Sorry. <laughs> I just, you know, that guy pays his bills at like, not only does he do, he's probably getting all the money from syndication. He's getting all the money from the new movies. He's getting the money from doing this new one. But that guy, like, if you look at his voice credits, every fucking Dragon Ball Z game, 
Anything yeah. that's Dragon Ball Z related, that guy's yeah. there. You know, oh, for sure. I mean, that dude's entire career is Goku, which is so cool, man. Yeah, I think when he got behind Dragon Ball Z, kind of, yeah, he just owned that forever. Because it's funny, uh, you just watched Berserk. Yeah, he's really in Berserk. Recently. I was just gonna he's say that. He's all Fun fact. over Berserk as Crazy. a fucking. And you're uh, like, wait, Goku's in like Goku? It's just <laughs> random soldier after random soldier after random person. It's just Goku's <laughs> voice. And you're like, what so the fuck? So discernible. That yeah, <laughs> it's so distinctive. You're like, oh my god. So yeah, it's funny. That's exciting. I need, cool. Dude, I still haven't fucking gotten into any Dragon Ball S. I still haven't seen the movie. Oh, wait for the ocean dub. I mean, wait for the... <laughs> I mean, wait for the wait for the dub. That's what I was doing. I tried watching it for a little bit, and I was like, this is cool. Yes, it's true. I, I don't want to watch behind. the Japanese dub. I just, it just was never a show that I watched in dub, so... Okay. I like that. Or sub, I mean. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Our next article comes from Forbes. and This one's not too impactful. Though it makes my heart a little sad. It says, hmm. the full-size Gundam in Tokyo is being taken down in March next year. Why? <laughs> it makes Max sad. That's Why I'm would saying, they man. do that? I've never seen it. Uh, exactly. This Gundam, what is this about? I don't even know about this. It's, uh, it's like the original Gundam uh, from Mobile Suit Gundam. He's a gi- I don't know exactly the how tall he is, but it's a gigantic... like. I Mac. think it's supposed to be life-size or considered life-size. It's like or three or four be. stories tall, dude. Yeah, it's a gigantic Gundam, and it Fuck. just sits there. It's That's sad, man. Dope. And I always just thought, like, in the back of my mind, like, if I ever go to Japan, <laughs> I got to go see this fucking Gundam. Now, no reason. Now I'll never see it <laughs> unless I just book a flight here real soon, which I don't see happening. Yeah, so, I mean, it basically just says that it's going to be taken down in March from the city of Odaiba, uh, Oh, that's weird. It says Odaiba, Tokyo. I guess Odaiba is a like a little section of Tokyo. Yeah. Um, and it was originally erected in 2009, and then it was moved in 2010. Um, and it doesn't say where it's going. Uh, I guess it's just being taken down. They do say that in 2019, Houston, Texas. Yeah, going right to <laughs> for the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Katy Perry is gonna sing on top of it. <laughs> Uh, it says that in 2019, the 40th anniversary of Gundam is that's the year that the 40th anniversary is. So maybe that Bandai and Sunrise will have something big planned for that. Hmm. Um, but there are also talks about trying to make the Gundam move, as in walk around. Oh but my God. <laughs> that's just sort of speculation in this article. Um, I think that would be insane. I hope that this thing sticks around somewhere because the reason why it made me sad was I wanted to go. To, I'm not like a huge Gundam fan. Um, I think Darian is was pretty big into it and she knows more about it than I do. But I would still have wanted to see this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I definitely like these different pockets of Gundam animes that I've watched, but I've only watched like four or so. And there's like a billion different seasons or series of it. So, but I would still just like to see it. I mean, just as an anime fan. Yeah. I think I would love to just more for me. I've never seen any Gundam shit. Yeah. But I would like to see it just to pay homage to anime. You should change that too as well. Should I watch it? Oh, I was going to say that's funny because like, all right, if you are an anime fan that listens to this show, pitch whichever Gundam series you think Hunter should start with because I don't know. I would always say Gundam Wing just because that's the Toonami Gundam that I know. Okay, well, but I know I'll people probably get into me. that then. Yeah, exactly. But well, somebody else has a different idea. I don't know why. Mech, Fuck them. Mech anime has always had a little bit of a sour note. It's just like the machines and shit. I, I they know. got it's the robots. <laughs> the machines <laughs> the gears and the blood. And they're not real people. And, uh. <laughs> Beat up all people. Beat. 
Um, but yeah, no, I'll have to check it out. And yeah, that's totally. sad. I mean, hopefully, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's like, if it's on Forbes, it's got to be have some sort of significance, you know? And yeah. um, I'm sure that they wouldn't just straight up dismantle this shit. So yeah. we need to figure out where that is and track it down. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, that's basically the end of the news. I thought real quick we could run down some of the winners of the Game Awards, considering last week we did a little bit of speculation and we the results are in. You yeah. guys interested in hearing some of that? Oh, yeah, for the Game of the Year, the video game. Uh, okay, yeah. We'll yeah, listen. go through them, man. All right, Game of the Year went to Overwatch. Surprise. I think I called that one. Did you? I did. You did call that one. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's... I guess I don't know if That's I would have fair. I, I wouldn't it's have not I wouldn't have wanted that one to win. Like, of course, inside was in there, so I was pulling for that. But Doom, like, I think it would have been cool to see Doom win that. Overwatch, though, it is a game that has this massive movement behind it, and I think it's clearly a spectacular, it's a very well made game. The fact that everyone is pouring countless hours into it, I like that it's a purely multiplayer game, and it's still one game of the year, which just goes to show that. The systems and mechanics behind the gameplay were that strong, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but we got Best Game Direction. That went for Blizzard for Overwatch. Best Narrative, Uncharted 4. Best Art Direction, Inside. What up? Go inside this one. one. Best Music and Sound Design went to Doom. Okay. What kind of music is... I guess I've never really focused on that in Doom. It's like heavy metal. It's pretty fucking cool, That's fucking dude. fucking badass. <laughs> So like literally, sure. it's just like heavy metal songs are written for the game. It's pretty cool. That's fucking dope. I need to play Doom, dude. Doom sounds fucking. Sick. I've literally got Doom. it downloading on my console right now. <laughs> really? I'm so I stoked. might yeah. have to pick up Doom. I remember Doom like watching Doom, Doom cool. at the E3 that we were watching or whatever last year. So yeah, we, we were. Yeah, we were juiced. Yeah, we liked it. it we're juiced. Cool. I'm all hopped um, up on Doom. Best best independent game went to Inside yeah, yeah, yeah. over Hyperlight Drifter and The Witness. Um, best mobile game went to Pokemon Go. Really? Got to. Interesting. <laughs> you got to. Nobody else could compete with Pokemon <laughs> Go. And then we've got best RPG went to The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Blood and Wine. So their expansion actually won an award over Dark Souls 3 and a couple other RP- RPGs. How do you feel about that? Were you guys Dark Were you Dark Souls 3 like did you think that that game was really really good? I think Dark Souls 3 is the perfection of the series. Um, Damn. I, like a Dark Soul, the original Dark Souls will always be my favorite, but I think Dark Souls Three was everything it needed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, cool. Uh, and on my end, uh, I, I like <laughs> fuck be- Dark Souls. 3. I'm actually getting yeah, fuck Dark Souls Three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see blood or wine in that. Sh- <laughs> I need a little blood. And I need some wine. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean the 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 blood and wine expansion, uh, as well as the Hearts and Stone, all that shit. It's been really fun. Like. You know, I, I got through the game and then I started getting into the other expansion DLC shit and it was like they added a whole shit ton of new mechanics. They really like they really added, you know, depth in every aspect of the game and I was like, dude, fuck yeah. You know, like at every point. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a whole new game. It was great. Yeah. The winner for best fighting game went to Street Fighter Five. Oh great. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly oh, what oh I said. I was like, Good for them, I guess. I mean, what did? Do you remember what uh what they were going up against? It was like Pokemon Tournament, Pokemon Fighters fourteen, and Killer Instinct season three. So that's the thing is like when I look back at the rest of the year, everything else is like so flawed. Pretty poor year for fighting games. Next year though, 
Oh my god! It's what? Gonna be Wait, so what's on deck, dude? We Next got year. Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Okay, so fucking tight. It looks which so looks so really good. It looks and then so we've good. got Injustice Two. So dope looking. Okay. Um, all the updates of everything. So KOF is going to actually look like a game that came out within the last ten years. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, and then season two of Street Fighter Five, which You're is a big jerk, Max. That was a real low thing to say, man. About <laughs> KOF? You know, punch him in the gut like that? Dude, KOF knows it's got the like some of the strongest mechanics in the game right now. That game plays so well. That game looks so bad. When yeah. does the last like <laughs> Soul Caliber game come out? Dude, uh, th- I don't know, but I played Soul Caliber two at an arcade recently, and holy shit, did I have fun! Soul <laughs> Caliber is one of my mainstays from my youth. They need to they need to bring it back around, man. Yeah, but if yeah, Soul no, Caliber comes fun. out. Would you get into it? Would you let me like? play with you a little bit if you'd if you'd coach me up dude i'm telling you man uh guilty gear i think hunter might dig guilty gear oh yeah you might dig guilty what about the uh the one where it's like free roaming uh fighting game oh absolver 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 does look dude yeah i've got that on my site we saw a trailer for that at psx this last weekend and oh it looks so good (laughs) (laughs) i learned i've been learning a lot about state machines in video games and how state machines plug into player packages and like really round out like what you can do with your character in a game and when i was looking at absolver i realized this is totally a nerdy diatribe but i totally realized like how they're doing their systems and how like each fighting style is a statement it looks so fucking cool man um, let me just yeah. run through the rest of like a few more of these. Best strategy game went to Civilization Six. I was a little surprised that it won over XCOM Two. Um, best family game, Pokemon Go. Um, and then that's really it, man. Oh, one thing I want to say is they had a best esports player category, and they spelled infiltration wrong. They called him infiltrator. Infiltrator. Oh, good. <laughs> the infiltrator. Um, but yeah, that's that's all all she wrote. Uh, let's bop into halftime. I gotta stop. We use bop twice now. That's not that's not acceptable. You're overusing the bop, but that's okay. Bop. I'm overdrive. supposed to be the shepherd of this experience. I'm fucking failing everybody right now. <laughs> but whatever. All right, it's halftime time. If you want to follow the show once the mics have turned off, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Witty Banter Show. Also, like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash witty banter podcast and help the show get discovered by leaving a review on iTunes. And finally, steer the conversation by sending a question to wittybantershow at gmail.com or suggest a beer for us to review by going to our website, wittybantershow.com. That's enough plugs. Let's get back to the show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on with the uh, the Belgian ale over there? Well, we I don't know about you, Hunter. Yeah, but I added a little bit more Belgian ale to my cup. Oh, you know I did. Yeah. We, we poed up a third, split it amongst you guys, us. You guys sound like a horrible intro skit to a rap song. Right <laughs> Did you poe up <laughs> your cup? Like a 1990s <laughs> skit song in between the fucking song. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny because we, we're, we're pulling the same little Jimmy as we did with our uh, Lenny's sandwiches, where we'd get three sections each. Now That's we're the way just to do Lenny's. We're taking a little a little prankster each, but now we're pouring up half a prankster each. There we go. What did we do at Lenny's? At Lenny's, they have a fucking monster, like two foot long, four 
four section sandwich. Yeah, yeah, it's an obnoxiously so, big sandwich. So I would order. We would switch off. Who would order what? One of us would order a two section sandwich. The <laughs> other would order a different four section sandwich, and then we would each we would trade one. So we each had three, and we each had two different types of sandwiches, and it was the best of both worlds. Oh yeah, that was genius. <laughs> yeah, we're smart. Meanwhile. Anyway. Fat ass Chase got the <laughs> whole thing and a cookie. <laughs> yes. Oh man, with we only with only mayonnaise and uh, olive oil. I, I really miss the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only mayonnaise. <laughs> Double olive oil. Can you put triple more mayonnaise on the olive oil? <laughs> um, <laughs> I really miss the days where we would like compete to find who could get the best cookie. And then we'd oh, have to like yeah. make our case for who had the best chocolate yeah, chip cookie. Yeah. It's all about the limpness. <laughs> well, it was a mixture of the limpness <laughs> yeah, too well. and the chocolate chip <laughs> distribution, and yeah. whether there was a crispy. There's a lot of things to consider. Don't just put it all in the limpness. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, what are we doing? We're drinking a beer. We're drinking a beer. Um, it's hasn't really like change that much. I don't really necessarily feel like it's opened up in any way with the warmth or anything like I that. Agree. Um. That being said, still super crisp, still super crisp, and uh, still smells great, still tastes great, still pretty sweet. Um, I mean, obviously, like I, I feel stupid because I picked this beer out yeah. in order to win somebody over because I like these kind of beers so much. <laughs> so for me to like really give you anything other than like, I really like this beer, it's crazy, <laughs> yeah. uh, super strange. Yeah, but I'm sure you've had other Belgians that I have. Did, yeah, more well, yeah. did more and less for you than this. That's um, true. I really like the uh, the alcohol the amount of alcohol in this one. I guess I've I had Belgians. That. I've had Belgians that are ten and plus ABV, like and triples that fucking put you on your ass. Yeah, it's like it's like that like that alcohol sweetness mixed with the banana sweetness is just like it just kind of takes a little bit of a toll on me. Whereas this, it it eases back on the alcohol and really lets you enjoy the uh, the fruit forward nature of this and I, I like I like the interplay uh, of the balance between the alcohol and the the banana yeastiness of this one yeah and it is crisp and it is you know it has a, a nice a really nice fruity smell even freaking dump nose hunter can smell this <laughs> good um, old dump nose nose hunter <laughs> can smell this guy yeah um, so yeah, this is this one's been really enjoyable. I appreciate the finish too as well because it's very like you drink it and then it's done. It doesn't Whoa. fucking chill out for a long time. You're not harboring on some fucking nice clean finish. bitter flavors yeah, or it's, anything it's, like that afterwards. Now you say it, I mean it's very clean. It's fucking drinking, you're good to go. So I like it. Halftime synopsis. Halftime report. <laughs> uh all right. I guess that means it's time for our segment. I guess. Stickman. We're doing a Sports Nation. From gotta respect it. Been a while. So we, I honestly thought this one was never coming back, but we got an interesting opportunity because the Capcom Cup was this past weekend. It's very obvious that we're like... <laughs> Abusing the flexibility of sports. Hey, man, esports. I was going to ask you guys. I think I am confident enough now to call Street Fighter Five a sport. I'm confident enough to say that there's video game sports for sure. I don't. No, I mean, I'm, I'm. I'm. No, no, no. You can't. You're already putting the qualifier on it. Yeah. I think what makes something a sport 
is the competitive and uh like the, the competitive nature surrounding what you're doing because like similar to like cheerleading right like you could cheerlead at a football game you could just play street fighter i wouldn't consider that a sport but if you're gonna enter into a competition i mean i consider that a sport anywhere where anyone's like straight up going head to head against somebody and there will be a decisive winner or loser and there are stakes involved i would consider that a sport but is that not just a competition Kind of, yeah. Because uh, where uh, I am losing you a little bit is that if it's Thanksgiving and you're like, all right, family, let's all go out and toss the pigskin around. I love that sport. You go outside, you can play the sport of football. If I invited you over to play the sport of Street Fighter Five, would you not be like, See, I wouldn't what? say tossing the pigskin around is a sport. I think really? that's playing catch. Interesting. That's well, okay, just well, then what around. if you, you play? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> then you play a game. Like, all right. Okay, your family versus my family. I mean, it's not a serious, like a serious endeavor, maybe. But <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look, I, the, I, the only reason why I'm willing to call it a sport is because I feel like while I'm watching it, it has the same kind of depth and can keep me as engaged as other more traditional sports I watch do. You yeah, don't I mean? get me wrong. Like I hate sports for the most part. Really? You know. You're just basketball and esports. College basketball <laughs> and esports are pretty much the two things that I am invested in. <laughs> there you go. At any point. Well, look, let's go ahead and catch up everybody who didn't uh, watch the American player Knuckledoo took home a $230,000 prize when he took first place from the winners bracket at Capcom Cup, one of the first American players to win in like what, a really long time, Max? Uh, I mean, Capcom Ever? Cup started like four, three or four years ago, so he's the first American to win Capcom yep. Cup. And um, we had an all-American grand finals with Ricky Ortiz, which was, I think, by everyone's account, unexpected to see her in the grand finals there, but also just really cool to have a um, American Grand Finals. I was losing my shit. All American. Knowing that that was going to end in an American winning was fucking insane. Yeah. And kudos to Ricky, man. I had, I did not think she was going to get as far as she fucking did. Yeah. Who did she beat uh, to get to the Grand Finals? Uh, Kazunoko, uh, who was the returning, uh, who was the defending champ. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And she fucking demolished him. Yeah, yeah dude. Well, after that, um, uh, after the door fell on his head, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> things that are looking. That was like they still need. They still need to brush up. He zoned <laughs> in for this. a minute, and then all the other parts got loose and just fell out. Well, and no, he got dude. Rocked. What happened was Kazunoko. That was the the match before. Yeah, yeah. Kazunoko he rocked blew. Haitani right after. Yeah, that. he just destroyed, destroyed him. him. Haitani was literally like <laughs> just the way you looked at him was literally just like looking at his stick and like looking around like, uh, am I out? I don't. <laughs> did I lose? Well, insane. look, um, it was a pr- I think it was a pretty spectacular tournament in that the number one and number two seeds were knocked out of the tournament immediately going 0-2. That was Infiltration, who won Evo um, earlier this year, and Tokido, who was one of the favorites to win the whole thing. Yeah. Both didn't show up. So really what I want to talk about in, or talk to you guys in this segment is, one, Hunter, this is your first time watching Pet of Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. I want to get um, your take on... What was your experience, your viewing experience like? Um, and Max, I also just want to hear your general thoughts on what an incredible, how many upsets we had and how the tournament over, played out overall. I think we've got a really nice, unique unique set of like perspectives because perspectives, we've got the guy who like, doesn't play fighting games. We've got 
somebody who's played fighting games for a very long time and we've got somebody who's like freshly involved in the fighting game so it's cool so i don't know just start me off with like what you thought how did you think it was just really stupid no Good. no i mean i will admit i was definitely uh i was definitely keeping attention due to the tribalistic nature of go america you know i mean <laughs> oh, yeah i think that really helped um and it also was just interesting to just watch like the interplay um, of just like, you know, the seriousness between the, the, the people and like watching them like in between rounds, like look over at each other and all this kind of stuff. That being said, like watching, there were certain instances where I was really like, it was really only apparent to me when somebody was just dominating. And so that was fun because I was like, damn, like <laughs> this guy's in the fucking zone right now. But then, you know, in some of the more jib jabby footsie kind of stuff, like I'm not going to know the particulars. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about like the spacing. And like yeah. I was just like I was half the time I was looking over at y'all watching y'all's reaction because y'all are like, oh, he he down double down into a knuckled fist too, or whatever. You know, whatever <laughs> that double is. down knuckle fist that that guy got <laughs> off was really good. It was the first time anyone's ever done that. <laughs> and so, you know, I didn't know any of that shit, but it was fun. And, like, I think it was a great beginner tournament for, or tournament for me to begin watching this. It seems like it's going to be something that I'll probably be more and more exposed to yeah. uh, going forward. And um, it was just fun to see. It, it, was, it seemed as though it was like a historic moment and that there was a lot going on. So, yeah, it was fun. It was. Um yeah, I I thought it was really awesome. Obviously, I'm riding the high of like one I predicted as well as Chase did for Dew to take the entire tournament. Um, and then when he did, it was kind of one of those like you know like I thought he could, but then when he was gonna do it, you're like, oh fucking shit, <laughs> fucking America really is gonna fucking do this. America That's does fucking rule. super dope. Uh, that being said, um, I was almost like at first when some of the bigger names got like at least knocked into losers, I was like, oh, that's fucking cool because that's interesting. You're going to have like these these really, you know, these these heavy hitters in the first round of losers and they're going to be knocking each other out. Yeah. And that's really cool. But what ended up kind of happening is I feel like when those big names got knocked out so fast, it almost made me think like, damn, like is that just because they weren't ready or is that have something to do with the game at all? Because this is the first time that street fighter five has been at Capcom cup. And there's been a lot of like people trying to shout out issues with the game, claiming that the game is random, claiming that the game is all about guessing as opposed to like proper footing and spacing. And that's a big problem. Right. But obviously these are players that like consistently have been going to tournaments throughout the year. Yeah, you think they have it down by now. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, they've also been going to other tournaments and just, like, taking them. So if they're doing that, then what makes this tournament any different, you it's, know? It's not. <laughs> right? Exactly. So I kind of got over that. And when I did, I was, like, really into all the fresh faces that I was seeing playing. Um, fucking everyone. I loved that Haitani got as far as he did. I loved that fucking Sako beat Justin Wong first round. That Hell was yeah. so satisfying. Um, it was crazy that MOV went out on the first round that I got to watch him. Y'all were like, this guy I fucking is love like, MOV, dude. man. MOV dude, MO, such a fun MOV's, MOV's reaction when he finally lost, <laughs> he was in his chair just like, Duh! Yeah, <laughs> like flipped over, classic, like, I'll take more, please, Dragon Ball Z style. Oh, yeah. Man. But um, I, I had a good time, man. I, I really liked it. 
Um, I know that viewership and stuff was down for this one, which was kind of interesting, hmm. which is kind of strange. But I also think it has something to do with the fact this is also the first year where it was split. Like it was also on ESPN afterwards. Wow. Okay. So a lot of people I know were like just watching it on one or the other. So it's hard to like really gauge okay. who was watching what. But I mean, I, I like it. I think Knuckle Dude deserved everything. I think he's a great player. I thought he was going to win and he did. So that speaks for something. I don't think he's, you know, just yeah, I think, I think the luck. best man. Yeah, I think the best man won as well. I think he's the best Street Fighter Five player right now. Yeah. Um, So one of our good friends, Cole Blair, just recently picked up Street Fighter as well, and he watched this tournament also. And I thought it was really interesting to get his perspective as well because he tuned he tuned in in the morning of Friday when the thing first started, and he was engaged watching almost every match all the way until the end of the night, and he watched all of um, Top Eight as well. And he was telling me that. It is one of the most fun that he's had watching competitive games because of the simplistic nature of you can tell what's going on pretty quickly. Um, it's not you're not jumping all over the seeing different people's points of view and all that. He was like, you know, just just watching helped me understand like where I could get better in my game and seeing these players do what they do, like while also having the perspective of playing the game really makes you appreciate it, you know. I want to go ahead and throw a few things out there from the perspective of how I think they could make the experience better. I was a little bit worried on Friday that I wasn't going to have um, that I was going to miss the tr- like miss the matches because I was going to be at work or something when it went on for like 12 or 13 straight hours. And I honestly think that's not the way to do it. I think like uh, when you have a Formula One race weekend, you have three days of viewing the sport. I think they should really break that kind of stuff up. And, you know, they had little breaks in there here and there, but it just, it was, it was exhausting almost watching the entire thing. And I want to see everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Another thing I want to mention is that I think it would be really awesome if we had a podium kind of like formula one where the first second and third place people all got to stand together and they gave interviews on the podium like they do in racing because I find it a little awkward now the way it is like once the winner wins the cameras are just on him and then he like stands up and then gets his trophy and he literally so, so. he held his trophy in the air for like a minute and a half with yeah. no words <laughs> it was interesting so I think they could do a lot to facilitate that awkwardness and make things look a little more professional by having things like a podium and maybe even taking a quick break and allowing the, the, the players to collect themselves before giving those interviews and such like that. Um, but ultimately, I had an absolute blast watching the tournament on the big screen. Um, I just hope that we get more of them, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to cozy up to certain bars here in Austin to get them to like hook up a laptop to their computer so we can start, I can start watching these things at a, in a bar, you know, cause that's where I like, I mean, I think most people say that's kind of usually where the best experience for sports is, is getting to have some drinks and some food with your friends while you watch, you know, especially yeah. in such a big environment like that with a lot of people and getting to feel that like audience style vibe yeah. at a sports event. You know, so. I think, I mean, as far as just the presentation of the format, I mean, there, there, there was a couple things. Did you see anything about the whole glitchiness on Twitch? Did anybody else report that? Yeah, I I didn't ask around. I still have a hunch. I asked some other people, I'm like, are you guys uh, getting like jumps right now? And and the people who are watching online weren't. I have a feeling that that was just the Twitch app on PlayStation 4 that was giving us that problem. Hmm. Yeah, because that was two consistent things. Because we came over here and it was still happening. Yeah, two different households. So it wasn't just the internet. Yeah. But uh, also the beanbags. 
Not into oh, the bean bags. That bean bags so were ridiculous. Stupid. Why? And I don't know if the bean bags were playing into it, but they they've got to do something to really juice the uh, the audience. I think more. I mean, like even when they had stuff like reveals and stuff. I mean, there was just like a sparse feel where like the audience was kind of just like, Yay, you know. And I will <laughs> say, I watched the next day on ESPN two, and on ESPN's broadcast, they were showing many more crowd shots, and that crowd was way bigger than I realized, and there was tons of hype, and I didn't even realize it, and so I would also like to see on the main feeds, uh, more cuts to the crowd and stuff like that as yeah. well. Yeah, brush Getting it up. to show what the environment's like there, yeah. I would like to have a mini screen, too, of, like, while the matches are going. Of, of them. the facial Maybe expressions of yes. the people they're playing. Why don't there's they a do few, that? There's a few majors that have done that where they've kind of, like, made these sort of triangular corner cuts in the screen. The problem is, is with fighting games is that you can't take up too much space. I would just think everything. where the ground is, like just freaking put it in the in the side or something. But yeah, it's just you end up like cutting off things like your meter or like other mm. things that you need to see to gauge how the game's going. Yep. But there was one where they put him in the top left. It was like essentially they put him over where the 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 busts of the characters' faces were, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. And yeah, you're right because you do want to see somebody get fucking bopped down and be like. <laughs> yeah, I want to see you, like the, see their reaction, the expression, or see somebody just fucking you know, yeah, fucking get somebody. So it's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's a uh, plenty of room for improvement, and I I hope that the sport continues to grow. You know what I mean? I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens with Street Fighter Five going forward. Um, the tournaments that come out, they just get so much more. Like they get so much bigger in spectacle every time and mm-hmm. the fact that we've had two like the two major tournaments were on espn this year so who knows what's going to happen next year and that's it's really exciting it's cool it's fun it's fun watching like a budding sport you know right and just getting yeah you know, because so like i'm so antsy. used to like nfl like major production billions of dollars behind everything you know they have so many different aspects that they're hitting on in every in every production but with this one, it's like there's some parts where you're like, ah, you know, like yeah. that's kind of shoddy. But that's one, you know, it's it's I, cool I get it. that it's they're fine. you can see them putting it together. Yeah, you know, for the first yeah, time. they're they're piecing how they're gonna make it work. Wow, that's cool. Okay, it's time for some mail. This is Nick's mail corner. It's Nick's mail corner. up for Nick. All right, we got three questions to go through here. Actually, we may have more. I need to, t- I need to check Twitter. Do we go back to Nick's there. mail corner? Why is it not Dunter's <laughs> mail corner anymore? See, he switches, and what I like is that oh. depending <laughs> on what he depending on what he says, that's what I apply. Exactly. Oh, I do it cute. to keep Hunter on his feet. He wants to make sure that I'm actually really that scrubbing just, this from beginning yeah. to end. You know. Yeah, you're actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not just throwing a layout on top of this when you're done. Okay. Um, the first question comes from none other than Dunter Horset. Mm-hmm. He says, if you were going to purchase three things at a store to make the cashier feel uncomfortable or to make him think you were up to something, what would you buy? Later, poop plugs, dunter, not too stupid to boff, Dorset or horset. <laughs> well, I wish we named our episode something more creative because too dumb to boff question mark would have easily been <laughs> the, the title for the last one. I was one. really proud of that question. Too dumb to boff? <laughs> Uh, I mean, what's the most like awkward or like up to something (laughs) to buy? I don't know, like bleach and like duct tape 
and like <laughs> garbage <fluid>. bags, <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah lighter fluids, something <laughs> along those lines. Probably like dust off tampons and a hanger. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I don't know that why, but I just drugged I think up maybe abortions. just like uh, Coke, Mentos, and a Mr. Potato Head or some shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you fucking six-year-old? Like, hey, you yeah. motherfucker. You don't doing? ask, okay? Don't you. What are you doing over here? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this next one comes from Garrett Brown. He says, sup, salami chase, mac and cheese, and it's all gravy door set. Ooh, okay. That's, good. That's exactly things. how I feel the group is. <laughs> That's exactly how I view us all. Me being That's like cheese. the Thanksgiving witty. You are the gravy. The I'll take gravy, man. Everyone loves gravy. Boy secured me. Yeah, you're great on everything. <laughs> you're not just for potatoes and turkey. <laughs> all right. His question. I want to get into a fighter that will be around for a few years and has a community around it that will be throwing some tournaments. What are your recommendations? Prost, gents. Garrett, the Full Metal Turkey Brown. I feel like this has been a Fighting Games episode. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. Might as well keep on with it. I like that we're getting questions. People are coming to us for, for Fighting Games for fighting stuff now, game Max. Advice. I mean, yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all are exploiting a niche. You got it. <laughs> this is good. This is good. We're growing the viewership. So... Um, I, I guess you should take in mind that this is he's probably going to be a beginner, right? Is yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom the kind of game where beginners can really get Damn, into? dude. Like, I mean, that's not going to come out for a while. <laughs> Damn, dude. Like, I'm just <laughs> saying like, the, when that game comes out, like, you're going to have a game for like eight years. <laughs> you really? Know what I mean? It's going to be that big a platform. Yeah, it's going to be a large platform. Cool. It's going to be just as big as fucking Street Fighter always was. Um I mean, honestly, that's that's a really good answer, except for it's just not going to be out for a really long time. Yeah. And I don't think you can play like Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and get a good feel for what the new one's going to be like because it yeah. looks like it's going to be way, way different. Obviously, your choices are like Smash, Street Fighter, or another Realms game. Yeah, more are pretty combat. much your three. Your well, three. I, I was gonna say that um, Injustice Two might be a good one to look out That's for. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, whatever their new one is is always a good one for. Yeah. Injustice Two is probably gonna be like a little slower and more forgiving, but also have some of the more normal staples of a fighting game, like back to block and stuff like that. Things to help you learn. Yeah. Plus, I think from what I've seen from gameplay, playing Injustice One right now will probably get you a good feel for how Injustice Two is gonna play out. Yeah, um, I think Street Fighter Five is. If you're gonna do it, I would do it quick because I think once this next year starts with the new balance stuff, it's gonna real like. The longer you get into the fighting game, the harder it is to get started because everyone's skill level is just gonna continue to go up while you're just at starting from scratch. You know, so if you're gonna start with Street Fighter, I would do it quick. What about that game, Rolling Thunder, Max? Uh, Rising Thunder. Rising Thunder, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's actually really funny. I don't know what the fucking deal with that game is. Is it not going to... I mean... It's out. A, I mean... Yeah, is it? It exists, yeah. Well, okay, cool. Because I thought it just came out for like a beta or whatever, and then just never went, came back. Hmm. Oh, but, maybe you're right. Because I sure. think that's right. Because if it's out, that game got so much love from the Street Fighter and other communities that I would assume that it would at least be like side tournaments and stuff going on for it. Um, but yeah, I mean that game, that's game is just designed for new players. It's just designed. It's like all of the ideas of fighting games without the complicated inputs. So 
Yeah. If you can get your hands on a working copy of Rising Thunder, then of course, play that game. That game is a really great first, like first person's game. Yeah, I would say. I mean, with Street Fighter Five, I I think I, if I if 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 you were gonna try and place that in front of me, like Hunter, you need to get in Street Fighter Five. I it would be a daunting task. I don't even think I would try. Like it seems like there's no way that I would start from complete new beginner stats. And get anywhere close to where I wanted to be to even be able to come close to competing. I really don't think that that's true. I really don't. And the reason being is that, like, Infiltration and some of these other guys came in, like, halfway through Street Fighter Five or Street Fighter Four, and ran the fucking scene for the second half. Like, ran it. Like, that dude was unbeatable in Street Fighter Four for a very long time. <laughs> You know, and I like me on that one night with E Honda. (laughs) Exactly. You've already got the spark. Your footsie game is incredible. Your reactions are on point. Fan the flames, man. Your air to airs are insane. Spread that out over several days. My God, they were so good. I don't think. I mean, I really don't. And not only that, but I feel like Street Fighter has just there's such a clicking moment that a lot of people don't get. That there's a very good possibility that if for nothing else. You'll get that click, and then when the second you do, you're gonna start scraping through like the first, like the three fourths of the first half of people, or three fourths of <laughs> the people playing the game. Yeah, because so many people get in there without like the same intention that you do. Do you think that clicking moment is something is that is a universal thing where you can start applying that to other fighting games as well? I think Street Fighter Five definitely. I mean, Street Fighter. I mean, Street Fighter in general teaches you most of the general mechanics of fighting games for the most part you can apply those to other games yeah i think street fighter is a great base as and i say that because the next game that i picked up king of fighters was like i don't think i would have been able to pick this game up if i hadn't played street fighter first you know yeah because because things do start getting much more complicated with other games pretty quickly king of fighters is another good game to get into that game is a lot of fun and it's got a lot of cool characters i would almost suggest i mean the way that i got into guitar hero was y'all wouldn't let me fucking play medium <laughs> or hard. Me play. Y'all wouldn't let me play medium or hard, so I just had to play expert. And that made me you in the fire, dude. way yeah. better. It made me way better, way faster. And Came so I would almost suggest to just go with the most complicated shit you could find and like the most bare basic fucking learning all the ins and outs of finding games. And then you just apply that shit up to all the other Yeah, then go games, back to Street Fighter. Yeah. You'll be a fucking god. Yeah, but... <laughs> Kazunoku Savant after he got hit in the head. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool, man. I hope Garrett gets into a game. Garrett, if you ever need any advice or anything, just hit me up, bro. Okay. Um, our last question comes from Jorge Hurtado, and he's, his subject is space movies with okay. a lot of O's. <laughs> Sounds like this might have been for the last episode, but uh, that's but all right. I think but yeah, we can, can still take it on. You know? I learned says, a hey, lot. Hey, Banners. I love your show, and I'm a longtime fan. With all the NASA talk, what's your favorite space-themed movies? I don't want to plant any ideas in anyone's head, but any movie in space would be applicable. Examples include Aliens, Total Recall, Gravity, and Mars Needs Moms? Question mark. All the love, <laughs> Jorge. All right. I got a good one. Okay. Have you guys ever seen the movie Moon? I literally watched Moon last night. Seriously? I'm dead serious. That movie's so good. Is I it? love that movie. And I love Sam Rockwell. And I, that's always my go-to when it comes to like fucking cool space movies. Because it's not about being in space. I mean, it is about being in space. 
but it's not about <laughs> well, immediate contradiction. Really but it's not about the the trials and tribulations of space. As much I gotta as say, though, watching that movie after having just come from our NASA thing, there's a lot of suspension of disbelief you got to pull with that movie. Oh yeah, because you know so much about. Well, it's, it's in the like, future, man. It's when they fixed all those problems. <laughs> oh NASA yeah, you're right. No, now, you know. But it's a lot about. It has a lot to do with like isolation and things like that. But it's, yeah. it's really cool. And then it also it's got a cool twist too. Cool gimmicks of being in space. But that movie's really good. If you haven't seen Moon, go check it out. Yeah, I think Moon's a good choice. Um, do you guys remember that Tom Cruise movie that came out, Oblivion? That's surprisingly really good. Dude, I loved that movie. Yeah. Oblivion is just like really rich with visual style, I feel like. Like I love the look and feel of it. It has a really cool twist towards the middle end uh of the film. And despite there even being some like cameos from larger actors that kind of feel gimmicky at times, I still really liked the plot. I loved the music and there was also a lot of visual symbolism that the movie put in there that I picked up on that I thought was really well done also. Um, so I'd, I'd put Oblivion in the list as well. Is Oblivion a space movie though? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I thought they were just on a future crazy earth where that Yeah, was but he's he's by... like shooting stuff into a station that's out in space. He goes into space at the, you know, in the okay, movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just validating. It's a space movie. <laughs> is it? <laughs> um, I mean, I have to put Interstellar. Yep. Interstellar is like one of my favorite movies. Um, I, I'm obsessed with Christopher Nolan. But, I mean, I think, you know, it's weird because with me, I'm not as much, with space movies in particular, I'm not really taken aback or like taken up with, like I've never gotten into Star Trek. I've never really gotten into Star Wars that much. And I think a lot of that was just because I never grew up on it and it never got into my being, you know, the way that it has with other people. Yeah. So when it comes to space movies, I like watching people grapple with fucking the complexity and craziness that actual space is. And I think that there's not a better movie for that than Gravity. I mean, in Gravity, Sandra Bullock is straight up like, in a thousand different situations where you're like, oh, like, oh my God, she's about to, you know, get sucked into space. And, you know, I don't know. I just thought that it was a cool way of showing how fucking dangerous and crazy space is. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, is that they showed her crying in that movie and the tears <laughs> fell off of her face. And that's not really how it works in space. If you listen to the show, <laughs> which you can't. That is yet. foreshadowing for a future you're episode. You're spoiling though. answers now, yeah. man. <laughs> Um, would you guys consider Wally a space movie? Yeah, of course. I feel like Wally's a good space movie. I love Wally. Yeah, it's a why really not? good movie, yeah. I actually I would I don't know if I've ever seen it from beginning to end. I don't think I have either. I've just <laughs> seen bits and pieces. I had to sure. watch it in school. I remember I watched it in school, which so meant you weren't it had about seventy five percent of my attention. <laughs> yeah. Would you consider Close Encounters of the Third Kind a space movie? Never saw no, it. No, just because that's it's about, an alien movie. It's about aliens coming to Earth. Okay, that's fine. How about being? In I space? think I think even though Prometheus is pretty boring, it's got Fucking a. That movie. It's it's also visually impressive. Y'all did not like that movie. Did you like Prometheus? I never saw it. No, I just remember y'all everybody everybody being like that movie. Was just such a bummer. That movie fucking sucks. Yeah, it's not a good movie. <laughs> um, but I mean, are y'all well, not gonna throw in one of the Star Wars in there, guys? Come it's on. Too easy. Or the Star Treks. I know you like the first one. That's, 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 that's not like about the Star Treks. That's not so much about being in space as much as it Come is. On. As it is. The <laughs> ultimate 
fucking space movie. Shut the fuck up for one second and let me fucking talk, please. Okay, okay. dude. It's about a separate yeah, universe. but what, bro? It has nothing to do with, I mean, it has things to do with the space in those universe, but it's so much more than a space movie. You'd be belittling it if you said it was a space movie. He literally said anything that is taking place in space. Well, that's the universe. Are we saying anything that takes place in the universe? What do you think about, you know... Well, I love the you, Earth man. Earth is within an atmosphere, man. I mean, that the Earth itself is in space, but I wouldn't say that we are subject to space right now. I went on a NASA trip that said I would disagree. <laughs> you know what's also a good space movie? Did you guys ever watch Contact? No. Ooh, it sounds familiar. Contact's with uh, Jodie Foster. I think Matthew McConaughey's in it. It's a fucking trip of a movie, dude. Okay. That's a good one. And apparently, if, apparently, Max loves freaking or Max K loves Primer. I need to check yeah. that movie out, man. We gotta watch Primer. Yeah, we need to review um, that movie. I wish you won't limit me with alien movies, man. Because Independence Day. That's gotta on. be a space movie. He literally goes into space. But is it a space, space movie? But you just said <laughs> <laughs> what some bullshit about? about how people in space it doesn't make it a space movie that's what i'm saying is like they go to, into space at the end of the movie does that make it a space movie God. shut up dude and answer my fucking question because <laughs> I, I don't give it i don't give it what makes something here. a space movie that's fucking bullshit <laughs> if they're flying around spacecrafts in space then yeah i consider at it at any space point movie. in the movie then it's a space movie probably <laughs> Is is Avatar a space movie? Suck my fucking balls, dude. How about that? <laughs> oh man, Jorge, thank you for the question. That's all the questions we got this week. Um, so next, this next episode that we're re- we are recording is going to be. In a studio, we're recording at the Austin Music Conservatory. What, isn't that what it's called? The Recording Conservatory of Austin, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Close. Close enough. Um, our good friend Forrest, who's been on the show in past episodes, is going to be hosting us there to record. And he's also going to film the recording. And we're going to have a video component. So we're really excited about that. And it would be really cool if we had a bunch of listener mail to make that episode a big, thick, and hearty one, just like the NASA episode. Um, listener to mail always makes the episodes as good as they can possibly be. So if you're a fan of witty banter and you want to support and contribute to the show, just go to our website, wittybantershow.com to send an email in, use our email address, wittybantershow at gmail.com or send us a tweet at wittybantershow and we will happily answer your questions, um, on the next one. But we need to go ahead and put numbers on the beer. So guys, what's it going to be? Max just is depleted. Well, I mean, it's right up my alley, you know? Like, this is exactly my can't kind of beer. I can't hold myself back. I can't, you know? It's my favorite kind of beer. Uh, that being said, it is right to, like, compare it to other beers that I've had. It's not the best Belgian ale I've ever had, but it's still really good, and I really like the style a lot. It's super crisp, and it stayed very consistent throughout drinking it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... Uh, like you were saying before, with the alcohol content not being as high, the sweetness wasn't as ridiculously overwhelming. Um, I mean, I like the beer a lot. It would be, I wouldn't be doing it justice if I didn't give it anything less than an eight point five. Wow. I mean, I like the beer. That's that's great. That was it's it's floating right around where I'm at. Yeah. Um, 
the thing that I like about this is the chugometer. It's high. It's high for it's a high on the chugometer for the Belgian ale. Yeah. It is extremely maybe the most chuggable Belgian I've ever had. Yeah. Um, and, and and with that, you know, I think that is because of kind of what I was alluding to earlier is it's not so thick in its alcoholic content and body that you're just having to kind of like you know sip it and and you know wade through that. Um, yeah, very crisp, very fruity. It's banana-y and sweet, but it's not like I've had ones that were like, like thicker and had more sediment and more yeast flavor and feel. Um, so I like everything about this. Almost basically no drawback for this for me. High on the chugometer, which is rare for me for a Belgian ale. I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna say eight point five. One of the best I'm Belgian glad, ales I've had. I'm glad you like this beer so much. It's really good. Yeah. And plus, you gotta enjoy the really fat, happy, drunk people on the on the bottle as well. Art design was stellar. Yeah, it won a fuck ton of awards. I kind of forgot to mention that. Yeah, on its website, it's you can check really it out. Good but fucking beer. Lots dude. of uh, lots of pretty high accolades, including a 2014 international beer competition gold medal. So, pretty I mean, dope. That's pretty good. I mean, I'm super gold, but gold's still pretty good <laughs> too as well. Wow. All right, that's episode number eighty-seven. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. We are on we are on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, search Woody Banner, hit subscribe. Also, please leave us a review. It helps the discoverability of the show. We are also on Google Play now, officially. So, if you have a Google Play thing, you can do it there. <laughs> the Google some stuff there. Player device. <laughs> But if you want us on more services that we're not on already, please let us know. We'll be happy to submit. Um, but you can always just go to our website, WittyBanterShow.com, to listen to the show. But I am Chase. We've got Hunter. And we've got Max. We'll see y'all next week. See you later. Adventure.